0: Not against expansion, Darius drawled, hoping the man wouldn't notice his lack of proper address. With the rate the port of New Orleans is growing, one would be a fool not to consider investing in the steamboat trade. The man nodded, his pea-green waistcoat not quite containing the rounded girth of his belly. True, but river boats are an entirely different animal from your ocean liners temperamental things you know one can't just assume he's fit to add one to his collection without first gaining a proper respect for the vessel the smug expression on the fellow's face combined with his superior tone snapped the last thread of darius's tattered hold on civility straightening to his full height he glowered down at the man king star shipping does not collect Vessels, sir. We live and breathe them. Not one of our transatlantic liners has failed to reach its destination, and I dare say the same can't be said of your riverboats. One has only to read the papers to learn how often they run aground on sandbars, get snared in debris, or catch fire due to negligent captains, Not to mention the boiler explosions that sink ships and take lives when greedy pilots push their engines to reckless speeds in order to race. If King Star does decide to expand into river transport, you can bet we'll be enforcing higher standards than any who have come before. Respect the vessel, sir. You don't know the meaning of the word. The mottled purple hue staining the man's face was the first clue he'd gone too far. "'The slap of the man's glove across Darius's face was the second. "'You high and mighty thorns think you're above the rest of us, don't you? "'Well, one of these days disaster will knock on your door, "'and then we'll see just how far your lofty opinions take you.' "'With an audible humph, the man pivoted and stormed off "'in the direction of the waving masses. "'Darius sighed and turned back to the railing, searching the dark water below. Lofty opinions indeed. He never should have opened his mouth. He should have just smiled at the little peacock and walked away, but no. He'd let his temper get the best of him, and spouted off like a bull-headed idiot. The green-vested fellow could be a stellar boatman, for all he knew. He had no right to accuse him of not respecting his vessels or his crew. This was why David handled the people, and Darius handled the accounts. The minute one of them switched assignments, a mess was sure to follow. If God were merciful, he'd eliminate any need for polite conversation for the length of the voyage. Another steamboat came abreast of the Louisiana "'The bright red lettering on the side declared it to be the Bostona, "'and its decks were equally full of passengers and goods.' "'Darius frowned. "'Must the boats pack together so closely while in port?' "'It was bad enough that the storm anchored nearby, "'having just returned from upriver, "'but now the Bostona was crowding in. "'Once the Louisiana's captain shoved off,' They'd have to do some fine maneuvering to get to open water. Darius pulled his watch from his vest pocket and flipped open the brass case. Nearly five o'clock. Good. Time to depart. He replaced his watch as the chimes rang the hour from the cathedral bell in Jackson Square. Then the Louisiana's whistle blew its piercing call and the steamboat eased away from the wharf. All at once, A deafening roar crashed over Darius. The deck shuddered and splintered as if besieged by cannon fire. Debris shot through the air. A metal object collided with Darius's head, sending him reeling. He grasped the railing and barely kept himself from toppling over the side. Vision blurred and head throbbing, Darius closed his eyes against the chaos, trying to calm his rioting senses and decipher what was happening. Screams assailed his ears. The smells of scalded flesh, blood, and burning wood churned his stomach. The boilers! A moan tore from Darius's throat as his eyes flew open in comprehension. The boilers must have exploded. How? They were in court for people.